it going everyone this is eric from geeks crossing and yes i'm once again talking about cuphead a couple months ago i did an episode ranking the cuphead bosses from easiest to hardest and it was one hell of an episode i can tell you that anyway i mentioned the possibility of doing another episode once the dlc eventually gets released well it's summer 2022 as of the making of this episode and the dlc is finally out cuphead the delicious last course this DLC includes new weapons to purchase, a new playable character, that being Miss Chalice, and of course, new bosses that will make me question life, which is where this episode comes in. I'll be ranking every boss from Cuphead's DLC from easiest to hardest. These bosses will be judged based on their gimmicks, difficulty, and how they reflect the game as a whole. As usual, everything I say is just my opinion, so if you think a certain boss should be ranked higher or lower, that's fine. And again, I'm finding them on normal mode. Because there's no fucking way I'm playing this game on expert. <laughs> With that said, it's a good day for a swell battle. And begin! Damn, I should have done that for my first list. <laughs> At number 12, which is the very bottom of the list, we have the pawns. I know, it's kind of debatable to consider King Leap's minions as bosses. Well, here's my argument. If a knockout screen appears after you fight them, then it counts. But you didn't include any of the mini-bosses on your last list. Yeah, don't remind me. Anyway, the pawns are ranked at the very bottom because they're painfully easy. All you have to do is parry their heads off and watch for their decapitated comrades. Honestly, the pawns might be easier than the root pack, which is embarrassing, even for Cuphead standards. Next, we have the bishop, who I originally ranked higher until I realized how simple this fight actually was. You extinguish a candle, wait for his head to turn pink, then parry him. Wash, rinse, repeat. Like I said, it's a very simple fight. And the only thing you really have to worry about are the bells that fly towards you. Other than that, it shouldn't take you more than two tries to master his rhythm. And I don't mean that creepy dance his headless body does. <sighs> Finishing up the bomb three, we have the fifth slash final minion of King Leap. That being his queen. Even though she's supposed to be the most difficult parry boss, her fight was a lot easier than I thought it was. Timing is pretty much everything for this fight. Because you have to know it will be the right time to parry the cannons as she constantly moves left and right. Not to mention those lion figurines and all the money and jewels she abruptly wasted. I wouldn't be surprised if she and her husband have trouble paying their bills next month. I'm not a rich man, but even I know running a castle and nurturing those who serve you can be expensive as hell. <sighs> the Executioner is next. Yeah, if you couldn't already tell, every parry boss from DLC is ranked in the bottom 5, simply because they're all relatively easy compared to the main bosses. And the Executioner is no exception. For this boss, you have to parry those ugly ass heads he chopped off. Usually two or three parries will do the trick. However, you have to avoid the sparks from his wheel and the skulls that also fly towards you, which are the only things that give this fight any sort of challenge. Once you time your parries right, you should be good. And maybe it'll help the executioner realize there's more to life than just chopping heads for a living. We've now reached the final member of King Leap's minions, the knight, who in my opinion is the hardest member to take down. For this fight, you have to parry his helmet after he attacks, but his attacks are impossible to predict at times, especially his dash attacks because you have to dodge at the right time. It took me more than a few attempts to beat this guy because I had trouble figuring out which taunt corresponds with what attack. Oh well, no use being a dead horse because we're about to tackle the real meat and potatoes of this delicious last course. And yes, those puns were intentional. At 7th place, we actually have two secret bosses, the Angel and Demon. Just when you think this DLC couldn't get any harder, they of course included secret bosses. When I first saw this, I was mad confused. I was like, holy shit, is that the devil and his good counterpart? Did Cuphead and Mugman actually kill the devil? Because they hardly mention him at all during this DLC. Except for maybe a few crumbs here and there. But after looking it up, it's actually not the devil. 
and these two are apparently different characters, despite them sharing a strong resemblance towards the devil. Who knows? Maybe somebody out there is making a theory about how these two are basically the devil split into two separate entities. <laughs> anyway, this boss only has one phase, but it's easily frustrating. First off, you can only deal with damage on the demon, and vice versa, none of the angel's attacks will affect you, but every time you turn left or right, they switch positions making things more complicated. Every time I died, it was either due to poor timing or forgetting the whole switch routine, but if you stay in the middle and parry their attacks at the right time, it's still a relatively easy boss, even for secret boss standards. 3, 5, 4, foam. I smell a shitty boss in this DLC! That's right, up next is Glumstone the Giant. <laughs> in all seriousness, we're finally about to tackle the actual bosses from this DLC. And the easiest one, in my opinion, is Glumstone. That's not to say he's not challenging. Oh no, this is Cuphead we're talking about. No boss is ever easy on purpose. Except for the parry bosses, but that's besides the point. Anyway, Glumstone's first phase involves his gnome minions conjuring up gas clouds from his mouth, with the pink ones giving you a parry option. Then he'll summon either a flock of geese or a grizzly bear to attack you. Both can be avoided if you maintain your distance. And staying off the pillars isn't a good idea because there are gnomes constantly emerging from the ground. Eventually, Glumstone will get so angry that he rips off his beard and you're forced to partake in his puppet show starring King Dice and the Devil. This phase gave me the most trouble because I either A. Kept getting hit by the orange ball his puppets bounce around, or B. Get impaled by those goddamn gnomes. But let me tell you the most BS part. If you don't jump right before Glumstone breaks the ground and swallows you, then you automatically lose a life. And it was annoying because I was just about to fight his last phase. Speaking of which, the final phase has you fight his stomach ulcer. And the only way you can avoid his attacks is by parrying those dragon skulls flowing around his stomach acid. Surprisingly, this phase was easy, and I didn't take any damage whatsoever during my first attempt. I don't know how the fuck I was able to accomplish that, but I'll take it. <laughs> Starting off the top 5, we have the Moonshine Mob. Fun fact, this was actually the first boss I fought in the DLC, and my god did I quickly regret it, because these circus bugs rejects just love making things complicated. In phase 1 you fight the spider mobster, who will leave wet bombs if you accidentally walk into them. Then every now and then he'll toss a green caterpillar, or call mobster flies for backup. I know that seems like a lot for the first phase, but it's not that bad if you dodge and parry at the right time. In phase 2 you fight the light bulb, who loves to dance around this gramophone that plays very irritating music. The music itself isn't the problem, but rather the sound waves that come out of the gramophone. Because once they turn red, they can damage you. Even if you try to avoid it, you also have to worry about not bumping into those ant cops or those wooden barrels that have three X's on them. I'll let you guys fill in the blanks. Again, if you time your dodges and parries right, you should avoid any damage. In phase 3, you fight the anteater, and it gave me the most trouble because of how fucking annoying a snout attack was. No matter which platform you stay on, or even if you're on the ground, the anteater will stick out his long ass snout from all different angles, and usually during his third phase, he'll spit out a fight cloud full of ants and flies, which of course you have to avoid. If you're lucky, you could parry off his tongue, but I have the shittiest luck ever, so I didn't even attempt it. And just when you think it's all over, the game actually tricks you into believing you won, but in actuality, you still have one more member to exterminate, that being the announcer snail. Granted, this phase is only like 10 to 15 seconds long depending on your setup. But imagine you have one heart left, and after losing so many times, you finally win, only to find out that victory was fake and you die instantly. That's fucked up. Thankfully, I was smart enough to notice something was up, and I defeated Evil Gary without taking any damage. That was probably the only time I acted smart while playing Cuphead, I can personally tell you that. <laughs> At 4th place, we have Mortimer Freeze, who's pretty much a discount version of Mr. Warlock from Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, sorry. 
Mr. Winter. But in all seriousness, fighting a wizard with ice utilization sounds pretty cool. No pun intended. But even that analogy can't be saved by the BS this boss fight provides. In phase one, he summons a group of blue like Snowgees and cards you can occasionally parry. But if you're not too careful, he'll whip out Monstro Jr. and crush you. In phase two, you fight the abominable Snow Dick, who loves to bounce, roll around, and summon blades out of the ground. Or, most famously, turn into a goddamn refrigerator and spit out giant cubes and popsicles for you to parry. For a while, I thought this was the hardest phase, until we get to phase 3 where Mortimer turns into a bootleg version of Cryogonal, except he's more threatening because of his attacks. He can either A. Spit out snow cones that always move in a vertical slash horizontal pattern, B. Ice buckets that give you a parry option or turn into three crescent moons, the latter being the more realistic one, or C, which is the worst one, his eye pops out and shoots lightning every three seconds. That shit killed me more times than necessary. If you save your super attack and time your dodges, this fight is still manageable. At third place, we have the literal dogfighters, the Howling Aces. Oh god, Animal Control is going to have a tough time taking care of these mutts, all thanks to their many machines and flying capabilities. The reason why I rank these guys so high is because they barely give you any space to dodge their attacks. Starting with the Bulldog, who can somehow unleash crossbones out of his literal crossbones tattoo. If you're lucky, you could parry one of them, and he also has a cat that can spit out large balls of yarn. Maybe he's using a new model of Cats and Wagon. Even if you do dodge his attacks, you also have to be aware of Yankee Yipper who will drop tennis balls every 5 seconds. I kept taking unnecessary damage because of that. Speaking of Yankee, he's actually the second phase where you fight him and his Paw Patrol rejects. This phase is definitely the easiest because all you have to do is avoid each letter that spell Bow Wow, with the pink letters giving you a parry option. However, Phase 3 is what cements this boss in the top 3 for me. Because when you fight Pilot Saluki, God, I hope I said that right. Get ready to have your screen twisted upside down and sideways. I'm not kidding. All the times I died from her lasers and flying dog balls was thanks to that gimmick. Because it really fucked my controls and reflexes. I even turned my head a few times just so I could see the screen. Which was very uncomfortable as you can probably tell. Thankfully, I stopped right before I could book an appointment with a chiropractor. Still... If you save your super attacks for the last phase and try not to get overwhelmed by the screen twisting, you should be okay. Easier said than done though. The runner-up spot on my list goes to Esther Winchester, the only true airplane boss added to DLC, which I didn't realize until now. This literal cowgirl just loves to throw shit at you at any given moment, starting in phase 1 where she can shoot oil snakes from her guns, use her lasso to yank a giant cactus, and of course, I have to bring up those vultures that drop dynamite and literal horseflies that shoot spikes some of which you could parry. Much like Dr. Kale's robot, I kept dying within the first phase of this fight. If the first phase is giving me trouble, then you know it's top 3 material. In phase 2, she has a giant vacuum and sucks up all the money she stole and launches them upward, inflicting damage. And I thought the queen loved wasting her money. Well, it's not really Esther's money if she's stealing it then. Yeah, I'm taking this analogy too far. <laughs> anyway, this phase wasn't nearly as bad as the first one, but it gets worse when she turns into a giant sausage. Now you're forced to avoid sausage links and T-bone steaks she spits out. This phase gave me a lot of trouble too. And just when you think it's all over, she turns into a package of pre-made sausages and shoots out large sausage links and jalapenos for you to avoid. I know I like it when they spice things up, but this is ridiculous. At this point, I was like, oh my god, how many more times do I have to fight this bitch? Thankfully, it was the final phase, but the damage is already done. The only advice I can give is stay close to Esther at all times, especially during the last phase. But it feels risky because they hardly give you any room to dodge her fucking attacks. Still, she's passable compared to the number one spot. 
and that set spot goes to Chef Saltbaker. Honestly, are you that surprised? In my opinion, this guy does what the devil couldn't do, which was to be the last difficult boss you face before finishing the game. But in no way am I saying the devil was an easy boss, because he wasn't. Saltbaker though, easily earns the number one spot because of his unorthodox attacks. You thought Esther was bad when it came to giving you no room to breathe? No! Saltbaker is by far the worst when it comes to that. In phase one, he kills his food minions and uses their dead bodies as attacks you need to avoid. Starting with the sugar cubes that move in a zigzag pattern. If you're lucky, you could parry one of them. Lime slices that fly across the room. Animal crackers that also move in a zigzag pattern. As well as strawberries that drop down in a slanted vertical pattern. And none of this is even mentioning the fucking fireball that always attacks you. Because you'll be so busy trying to avoid the other attacks that you're like, Oh shit, I forgot about the fireball! Phase 2 I couldn't figure out for the longest time because all I did was kept attacking his face. And I was like, am I dealing any damage to this guy? In actuality, you're supposed to attack his sneezing pepper shakers and propel them back to his face. How the fuck is someone supposed to know that? Even when I did eventually figure it out, I kept dying because of those spike balls they sneeze out, the floating parsley flakes that drop on occasions, and of course, that goddamn fireball! The last two phases are much better because the salt from his now destroyed body solidifies into two dancers that leap across the field. You also have to avoid those saw blades too, which I almost forgot to mention. The final phase has the saw turned to giant pillars and you have to damage his heart while jumping on different platforms. That doesn't sound so bad, until you realize how fast his heart moves. Every time I died in this phase, it was either because my dodges weren't fast enough or I kept falling off these fucking platforms. The only way I was able to survive this and every other phase was abusing the invincibility super. I usually don't like winning this way, but I had no choice. Another reason why Soul Baker is ranked number 1 is because of how long it took me to beat him. When you compare him to the other bosses, even the ones from the base game, it took me roughly a day or two to beat them. As for Soul Baker, it took me around 3-4 to four days at most to beat him. That's almost a week! Which coincidentally was how long it took me to beat King Dice. For all those reasons, I have to rank Chef Saltbaker as number one. And those are all the Cuphead DLC bosses ranked from easiest to hardest. This was definitely an interesting expansion to say the least, but it does stay true to what Cuphead is all about. A visually impressive game that's difficult as hell. Again, it's basically a 2D version of Dark Souls. <laughs> Either way, I enjoyed the DLC and wouldn't mind seeing another expansion in the future. Though it seems unlikely given the title of the DLC. And of course, all the Cuphead hype is being centered around the Netflix show. Still, I would love to see the show incorporate some elements from the DLC. Who knows, with Season 2 coming out soon, we might see that. But until then, how would you rank the bosses from Cuphead's delicious last course? Tell us on our Discord server, and follow us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all major listening platforms, whether that be Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. If you're in the mood for more geeky content, Head over to Twitch and check out E-Man the Legendary, which is also my YouTube channel, Nuclear Bacons, Cryptolog Games, and Carabyte. And tell your friends and family about us, especially any Cuphead fans you know. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.